0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, as you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics, or sandals, or a staff, four laborers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy, and stay there until you leave. As you enter the house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it, but if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. The Gospel of the Lord. We continue reading in the book of Genesis and the story of Joseph, one of the most beautiful stories of how a person who has been mistreated still trusted in the Lord and maintained his integrity and holiness throughout all of what he endured and God's providence worked marvelously. As you know, Joseph was sold into slavery at the age of 17 because his brothers were jealous. His father had given him a coat of many colors. He himself had had dreams which he communicated to his brothers saying, I will be honored above all. And it turned out to be true. But at the time, the brothers took exception to that. And they couldn't stand him, so they sold him into slavery. And he was eventually brought into the house of Potiphar, who was a servant of Pharaoh. But the Lord was with Joseph because Joseph maintained his relationship with God, even though he had lots of reasons to blame God and to forsake his faith. But he didn't. And so the house of Potiphar was blessed because Joseph was there. Potiphar put him in charge of his whole household. And then when he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, he was thrown into prison and he was forgotten there really, but he thrived. He was put in charge of the whole prison eventually. And he came across two of the servants of Pharaoh, a butler and a baker and they had dreams. And Joseph had the ability to interpret their dreams accurately. When the butler was returned to Pharaoh's service, he remembered eventually that Joseph was there because Pharaoh himself was having dreams and he needed interpretation. And so Joseph was brought quickly from the prison and he was ready because again, he maintained his relationship with God, even despite his being in prison and forsaken by his family. Well, Pharaoh was very impressed because Joseph interpreted the dream in such a way that he foresaw the future that there would be seven years of great abundance in the land, the harvest would be plentiful, but then there would be seven years of great famine. He advised the king wisely to take a portion each year for the seven years of plenty, put it aside, and then when the seven years of want came, Egypt would be in a very strong position to dominate the whole area, and they did. When famine came, the land of Canaan was suffering, and that's how Jacob then sent his ten sons to go to Egypt to get enough food to survive. And that brings us to today's reading. Notice when the sons of Jacob come, Joseph recognizes them, but they don't recognize him. Now, Joseph here could have absolutely forsaken them, sought revenge, put them to death, but rather he tests their character to see if they have grown at all or they're still the same they were before and that's important because pharaoh thought so highly of joseph that if he found out these ten were his brothers that he would put his trust in them as well joseph had to make sure that they were men of integrity so he tested them about bringing the youngest son benjamin to the pharaoh and To see how they would react to that. Would they turn on their youngest son like they turned on him? Well, they didn't. And that means they grew in their own holiness. As a result, all of Egypt, all of the Mediterranean was saved that day, and Joseph reconciled his brothers. Notice he says in the first reading, I am your brother, Joseph. He did not forsake them even though they forsook him because he had that relationship with God and God's providence worked through Joseph. It's a wonderful lesson for us today because we can go through our own struggles. People can betray us. They can hurt us. We can make huge mistakes. We can find ourselves in all kinds of trouble. And yet, if we maintain our relationship with God through it all, good and bad, God will work through that powerfully. When we come to the gospel, that principle applies because the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, and so Jesus sends out the apostles. Notice there's 12, just like there were 12 patriarchs of Jacob, and Jesus is going to restore the land of Israel, the people of God. They fall into idolatry and sin, so he chooses 12. And notice he says, when you go out and preach the good news, don't take a lot of stuff with you, like gold gold. silver or copper in your belts or a bag for your journey or two tunics or sandals or staff. Don't take any of it. Rely on me. Just as Joseph had to rely on God in his poverty. And the same principle applies. Jesus says, you receive without payment, give without payment. That's a beautiful statement for us as well because we've been so blessed. If we look back on our lives, we know God has blessed us. And now we're called to be apostles we're sent out the laborers are still few the harvest is plentiful in this culture and so god is relying on us let's maintain our faith grow in our faith despite the difficulties and god will work through us and we will have a testimony perhaps people in the future will look back on this time and say despite the pandemic and all the things that happened there was a remnant like yourselves have come to Mass tonight and received Christ in the Eucharist. If we really understand the Eucharist, we're here. Because the Eucharist is Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. The Mass is the brief presentation of the cross. And we revel in God's continual gift to us. Let us rejoice. God has chosen us, called us, and sent us. Let us pray.